Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. I'm joined by G. Hayne Wiley and Brandon Deutsch. How are we doing? Well, you know, Clippers didn't get that dub, but you know, Chargers they actually did, did get that dub. You know what? I stopped watching. So I was going <laughs> to say, wait, wait, wait. I stopped wait, wait, watching. What? So I was going to talk to you about this amazing you comeback. Know, but by the way, the majority of people stopped watching. When you're down 14 points with three and change left in the game, that, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. And also, it was my birthday yesterday. So oh, I just, so yeah. yeah happy so I was belated like, birthday. Uh, happy belated guys. birthday. Uh, yeah. So, what, like, 25? Yeah, 29 for like the 10th time, man. It's, it's glorious. Um, yeah, no, so I just, my boyfriend took me out. Nice. We had a really nice dinner. I had no some stress. nice Barola. No stress about yeah. the Clippers. The Clippers are like the weirdest basketball team in the sense where they'll like be, first of all, you can never bet on them because, or any players on their team. Because one yeah. night, Paul George will have 50 points, the next will have 10, and Marcus Morris will go off, or someone else will go off that, you know, Amir Coffee, Terrence Mann. And it's like, okay, they're down 14, three minutes to go. I'm texting yeah. in the chat, like, how are, even the Lakers would have beaten the Pistons, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they beat the Pistons, right? So I was, I was concerned. No Kawhi Leonard still should win that game. All of a sudden, teams were what, two and 2000 and like, 300. Oh, yeah. It's an amazing stat in terms of, you know, like the most improbable comeback. But they've had so many of those over the past few years. But they're the weirdest team. They'll choke. They'll come back. They'll, you know, they show tenacity unlike another Los Angeles team. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, it's also they're they're the team that, you know, they should win. They should like if you look at all the talent, they should win. They, they, They shouldn't be 20 and 15. They should be better than this. But they're not. And I think people would argue that, you know, they still haven't played what was it Ty Lue said we need to have like a 10 15 game stretch where yeah. we're just fully healthy yeah and once you see that they'll probably go 13 and 2 in those 15 games or you know 12 and 3 and you'll be like okay they're back to being a championship contender but they already are well I, th- I think here's my gripe is will they have that 15 game stretch where they're where they're completely healthy well they have the opportunity but they keep load managing Kawhi every so other basically day. that's a no like you're, you're telling me that's a no. I mean, I think it's possible at some point toward the playoffs, they'll to, be right? like, they'll, they'll want to get momentum and they'll have to play Kawhi 10 to 15 straight games. Otherwise he'll get hurt again in the playoffs because he needs to get his legs under him and prepare yeah. for that grueling, you know, April, May, June stretch. Right. You know, and, and speaking of load management, I mean, the first time that, that, that we, figured out that that it really works was when Kawhi went to Toronto and that's where the Clippers play tonight. And if Kawhi can regain that form where, um, you know, listen, no one cares about wins this time of year. It is, you want to win come playoff time. But the problem is if you don't have that consistency, if you don't show what you can do 
15 straight games, 20 straight games. The, the consistency is the problem with this team, and they have not shown that, not just this season, I mean, really since Kawhi got hurt. And if Kawhi doesn't get hurt in the playoffs two years ago, I really do believe, at the very least, we have an amazing finals against Milwaukee. I do think that they beat the Suns. But when you don't have Kawhi, and again, I'm still not sold on him being back 100% and that consistency that you need come playoff time. Yeah. Because there, there's something to be said about... Um, you know, a a, a, a seven-game series, you know, well, what is that going to be like? Yeah, and it's the same thing with when people are, you know, and I don't think it's right, but a lot of people make fun of Anthony Davis, you know, yeah. when he gets hurt, and they're like, well, we knew this was going to happen. And it's kind of like, okay, at this point in his career, as dominant as he is, like, you kind of know what's going to happen. You you can't, everyone's like, oh, if Anthony Davis is healthy in the playoffs, it's like, okay, but when yeah. is he ever healthy? You know say, he, he, he needs to be healthy in the regular but it's season. The same, it's kind of the same the thing with Kawhi and George to this point, yet we haven't seen them fully healthy for a full stretch in the playoffs, except the bubble, you yeah. know, which was, you know, Jokic was fantastic and that was a whole other series. They should have won. They choked. But I want to see that. But you're right, Arashi. We can't confidently say like, oh, this team will be there in the Western Conference Finals because like, okay, well, when have they shown over the past exactly. couple of years that Kawhi and Georgia? It's the same thing with Anthony Davis. We can't right. say, oh, the Lakers, they're going to for sure be in the play-in tournament because Davis is going to come back healthy and they'll be fine. And it's like, we can't say that because yeah. we don't know if Davis will. Even if he does come back, he could get hurt again, right? Like, yeah. Just don't know. And and you, you kind of want to see that consistency. You know, we talked about it before the show, you know, uh, in terms of the Grizzlies, in terms of the Pelicans, in terms of these other teams. I mean, the reason that they're not higher in the minds of the pundits and the minds of bookmakers in Las Vegas is we haven't seen them do anything in the postseason. We haven't yeah. seen them play a grueling seven-game series in the conference finals and the finals. Generally speaking, you kind of have to do that before you're a champion. You go historically, you know, the the the, the Pistons had to lose before they won. Then the Chicago Bulls had to lose yeah. before they won. And so, you know, before you start saying, like, look at the Pelicans, look at the Grizzlies, you kind of want to see them, like, even the Thunder, they didn't win, but they pushed the, the Lakers to a seven-game series. The next year, they beat the Lakers, they get to the finals, they lose. And But you want to see them get to that point absolutely you want to see them get and that's, to the conference and that's why finals. the grizzlies have a chance to get further this exactly. year because they played the warriors and the Great pelicans point. only yeah. they didn't beat the suns right so in that series so they'll probably need another year before they can get to the finals yeah. right so yeah but did they also not have zion as well no he was well that's the other thing we just don't we haven't seen this team play like yeah. so yeah, like yeah. what do they look like when they're healthy and if they're healthy i mean i, I think they're certainly a contender absolutely um uh, but i just talked about you know the top five teams according to Circus Sports to win the championship this year. You got Milwaukee, you got the Celtics, you got the Warriors, you got the Clippers, and you got the Brooklyn Nets, and we've talked about this before. No one's really talking about the fact that since yeah. they got Jock Vaughn as the head coach, they're the best team in the league. 19 and 7. They're not just yeah. a good team. Since Jock Vaughn took over, they are the best team in the league. And so they're a team where who cares what they are in the standings, the way that they're playing right now, nine games straight, I think it's a testament to their defense. Too. Yeah, they finally. What do, what do I say? To win a championship, you need you a top eleven defense. defense. They yeah. do. They have the tenth ranked defense in the NBA. So all of a sudden, the reason why the Nets struggled the past couple of years in big games and big series is they didn't play defense. Yeah, now, that's a testament to Ben Simmons, who's played great defensively this season. I don't think he's getting enough love. I know people joke about his offense still, and it's like, okay, congrats. But at the very least, he's a great perimeter defender who can rebound and pass at an elite level. And right? wasn't that the reason why they? Um, they 
got they him. Wanted to yeah, exactly. Him. Yeah. And James Harden doesn't play defense. So, I mean, that's why they traded him. I mean, as good as James Harden is uh, on the Sixers team, he can hide because they have Melton and, a, and PJ Tucker and a bunch of other perimeter defenders on the Brooklyn team. He couldn't hide. Right. So now they got Nick Claxton, TJ Warren's playing good defense. Royce O'Neal, one of the most underrated pickups of the offseason. They traded a first round pick for him. Yeah. And that was great because he's now a three and D star. This is a Nets team. that's going to be very scary. Obviously, they have a top five offense, but now they have a top 10 defense. And when you have that mix of being top 10 in both offense and defense, you have a legitimate shot, especially defense, which is the most important in playoff series. You have a legitimate shot to win a championship. Yeah. Uh, the big uh, game last night, the Chargers clinching their first playoff of birth with Justin Herbert. Again, the last time that they made the playoffs, 2018, they were here in Los Angeles. Uh but this feels different, guys. Again, I mean, not the greatest game, but they uh, beat the Colts in um, in Minneapolis, twenty to three. The key here is you go into the playoffs with one of the top five quarterbacks. You, you, I mean, when he's on his game, I think top two or three uh, with Herbert. Uh, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk about this with the Sporting Tribune's Fernando Ramirez in the second segment. But the Chargers finally clinching it. They, they, they do close out the season at home, a, a home game technically, but it is a home game for them at SoFi Stadium against the Rams. Uh, by the way, I, I got a text this morning. Tickets still available. Again, you know, <laughs> with the Rams season being over, they're, they're kind of checked out. The, the Chargers still trying to get a foothold here in Los Angeles. Still kind of cr- crazy to me. That game will probably be sold out come game yeah. time, but um, regardless of that, your thoughts on the uh, Chargers? Well, clinching the playoff berth. First of all, I'm going to be there on Nice. Um, yeah, so my my sister got my dad and I as Christmas presents like almost almost field level seats for oh, that nice. game and it was like probably a little too expensive considering the Rams season is over, you know, and it, they should lower their prices, but at the same You're time You're seeing two of the hottest quarterbacks in the league in Baker, uh, Baker <laughs> yeah, Who, who would have thought, right? And then Brock Purdy. Someone told you at the beginning of the year Brock Purdy and Baker Mayfield would yeah. be two starting quarterbacks for the Rams and Niners. He'd be like Okay, what 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 right. are you, what are you doing? Like what you know? But at the same time, the Chargers. I know it was against the Colts, and Nick Foles looked terrible. But at the same time, they're the only NFL team in the last forty seasons to notch seven plus sacks, intercept three plus passes, hold their opponent to under one hundred and seventy five total yards, and allow no third down conversions Amazing. in a single game. Yeah. I mean, it was a dominant game defensively. And Arash, what did we say before the season? Defense, it's going to be better. Yeah. It's going to be better. And we saw Joey Bosa go down. We were like, okay, this team's now they have no defense. Derwin was out for a bit. Asante Samuel was dealing with injuries. And now they're back to being that was the most complete defensive game they played all season. Say what you want. It's tough to win in the NFL against anybody. Yeah. And they dominated that game the whole game. And you know what? If their defense plays well and they don't put pressure on Justin Herbert, you know, Staley and Lombardi's questionable play calling in the red zone can be hidden. You know, it can be no one will question it if their defense does well. I still think like 20 to three ridiculous how Justin Herbert only has 21 touchdown passes, but for 4,000, what, 300 yards is yeah. like ridiculous. Um, I think the big thing is if you have Sean Payton as a coach, they're 13 and four like every single year. Right. Yeah. And I want to see a playoff win from Staley. Otherwise, I still think he's going to get fired because of his questionable play calling. The issue that Brandon Staley has is the kind of uh, lure of Sean Payton. I mean, if there was not a coach out there like that, I think Brandon Staley could survive by saying, hey, listen, I got this team to the playoffs. We were hurt all year. Certainly, if he wins a playoff game. That being said, when you do have a Super Bowl winning coach who has a track record of of being a great quarterback coach as well, 
that's the problem. And I think if you're the Chargers and you have the ability to bring in a coach like a Sean Payne, who's already assembling a staff, that's the problem there. But GK, uh, the Chargers, you know, I mean, I think that's the big first step for them. Finally, with Justin Herbert, at quarterback being a playoff team. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, they're, they're finally, I think that um, Herbert was in the postgame interviews. He was saying, you know, we still have room to improve, which they absolutely do as an offense. But that D, man, yeah, that D, good, yeah. good for them. Right. That like if they can play like that the rest of the year, good for them. Um, I know that there were like some questionable hits, but um, other other than that, I still yeah. say good. Good for, you know, and I wanted to ask you guys as well. Do you think he should have been ejected? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think <laughs> I think he should have. I, I don't agree with Brandon. We were texting during the game where he thought it was like one of the dirty, dirtiest for places. This, yeah. For this. I, I think NFL. it's a big bang bang play. I, I, yeah. I don't think I think he had to be ejected when you looked at it. It is bang bang. And absolutely and when league. you're playing at that, like if you play football and it's like, OK, he's trying to go at the shoulder mm. and, you know, he gets the helmet a little too yeah. out there. I don't think it was as intentional as people think. But when you look at it in terms, I shouldn't have said I should have rephrased it instead of dirty, uh, like dangerous. I should no, 100%. Have said, you know and, and when you look at the replay by the letter of the law could not continue that that game. But I, I don't listen. I don't think he intentionally. And then the that. previous play. Yeah, but on the previous play too. I mean, the the crazy face mask on Pittman, you know, with his helmet off, and then you. I think that's why he was ejected too, because back to back like dangerous plays, and you're like, right. okay, well, let's get this guy out of here. He's yeah. playing dangerous football. But was it as intentional as people think? Probably not. I mean, Derwin James is a good guy from everybody that I've know that I've met, yeah. has met right. him. You know. Well, and my other question is. Do you think that the penalty shouldn't have been to eject, but the penalty should be in their pocketbook? Because the one thing that players really, really resonate that resonates with them is the punishment of their paycheck. So like, and I know he's getting penalized that way as well, but I think like if you hit his pocket, if like, let's say that like an ejection ejectable offense is like a million dollar penalty. Like they're gonna feel that they're not gonna do a million. No, no, I know, they, I know they won't yeah. do that. No, but I, know I they guess won't what, do that, but what they, they don't want it, this to be something where the officials have to. If if it's helmet to helmet, um, he's gone. Right. I mean, that, that that's more so in college. But by the way, where it's not yeah. even a question if it's helmet to helmet, it's like not up to the official to say whether he intentionally meant but to this do is it not or college, like. Rush. Well, that's what, but I'm just saying, if it's helmet to helmet, you're gone. Like, like we, we can't now go into the, did he mean to do it? Was it right. intentional? Was it dirty? Like, if you spear a player, if you're helmet to helmet, and it didn't look like he, like, I don't think he meant to do it. Yeah, Most yeah, guys yeah. don't mean to do it. I think he went, for, attempted to go through the shoulder. Once course, I looked at the replay, yeah. like, it looked yeah. like he went to the shoulder, and then obviously he, like, hit you know, the up. the angle. And yeah, it was and then like, he hit up. Yeah, and but remember, not, Derwin was hurt, too. He had to go to yeah. the medical tent. I mean, that was both, a dangerous play for both both sides, yeah. for sure. Doolin and and, and uh, Derwin. But at the same time, I, we just, this Chargers team's dangerous. I know they choke, like, every year, and they have the, <laughs> they have the Clippers curse in them, you know, where yeah. people are like, okay, you can't trust them as talented as they are because they're going to choke but i mean look if they play the chiefs i've told you this what happened with the rams last year against the niners it's hard to beat a team three times in a row now with the dolphins losing a ton of games maybe they play the Bengals, which is honestly in my opinion a worse matchup for them um in the first round because i think if they played the chiefs a third consecutive time even at arrowhead that would be a 50-50 game, Arash, because it's yeah. hard to beat a team three times in one oh, that, season. Absolutely. 100%. By the way, we mentioned this. This was, uh, it was Jihei's birthday yesterday. Do you know who today is celebrating a big birthday? 
No. The Brock Brock Purdy's. Oh, it's Brock Purdy. Day. How Brock did I not know? <laughs> well, he he. Well, you got a man crush on Brock Purdy. Didn't know that this was his birthday today. Um, yeah, Capricorns are awesome. What can I right? say? So he's my age for three months. Probably. There we go. <laughs> yeah. or for a month, for, for a, a month, month until my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so w- what what happens? Let's let's play this out just because you are rocking the San Francisco sweater. You you are very you know they, this could be their year. I mean, let's they go into the season with Trey Lance. Trey Lance gets hurt. Then it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt, and this the last pick in the draft, third string quarterback. Brock Purdy, let's just say he at least gets them to the conference championship game and it's a fantastic game and they lose. I mean, like, is this the guy? And then what do you do with Jimmy Garoppolo? What do you do with Trey Lance? I mean, I know, okay, I know a lot of people say stuff about Nick Nick Wright, but, you know, he brought up this stat this morning on, um, you know, his show. What was it? First Things First? Is that his show? Which, which one is his show? It's, it's one of those yeah, on, on Fox yeah, Sports. But, yeah. like, he was saying that Jimmy Garoppolo never threw a touchdown pass over 30 yards over the past... Wow. year um and Brock Purdy already did that so I mean Jimmy remember as quick as he gets the ball out he can't throw the ball deep he just can't and you know he's limited in that facet Brock Purdy though he's young and Jimmy can obviously read defenses better because he's been in the league longer he can he's elusive he's fast yeah. he can get away from the pocket and still complete passes he's got swagger to him I think at this point it's not even about Jimmy or Purdy it's between Purdy and, and Lance Jimmy's a second thought I don't even think they re-signed Jimmy I think Jimmy should become a New York Giant and win them 11-12 games because I think he'd be the perfect quarterback for them. GA what do you think I think he'd be perfect <laughs> for you because he gets the ball out quick and if you give him a good defense and a good running back and Saquon Barkley I mean, you're telling me Daniel Jones is going to do? I mean, no, no, on, no, Jimmy's- no, no. I'm not. I'm not anti. I'm not anti this idea. I'm just. I'm just trying to think as far as the running game is concerned with him because it's the one thing that Daniel Jones gives Brings. us. Yeah, of course. So I, of I'm, course. that's the only thing I'm really truly looking at and I'm <laughs> contemplating because I'm like everything else. But Dable's smart. He'll be able to figure out a whole scheme around Jimmy. And here's the other thing too. I think that it doesn't matter what quarterback we get because that coach we have is amazing. Yeah, he's a so great coach. He's an amazing coach. So I think that you give him whoever, and it doesn't. Look what he's doing with Daniel Jones right now. Yeah. And he's obviously not the one that we want. So, well, at least the one that I want right now. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff talked about Jimmy and him, his talent, but he's a winner. And at the end of the day, I think he deserves to go somewhere where, you know, he has a chance and for the playoffs. And I'm, I could guarantee you if he goes to a team like the Titans, you replace Tannehill with Jimmy. And I know they have some money locked up with Tannehill, but you replace, uh, you replace Tannehill with Jimmy. That's a difference in three wins. You replace Jimmy with Daniel Jones. That's a difference in two to three wins. You know what I'm saying? Commanders, two to three wins. I think I'm just a little concerned at what he did in the beginning of the year. He's not going to be able to get away with that in New York. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, he's hidden by Kyle's scheme a lot of the time. Like, there's no denying that. But so is Brock Purdy. So is Trey. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, what he did, what he did in the beginning of the year, as far as like distancing himself. Yeah, yeah. that that he's not going to be able to get away with in New York because the media will crush him. I think he's perfect for New York, though. He's handsome, charismatic, (laughs) and he's a good football player. Joe Namath type. I I mean, you know what I'm saying? Not saying that like you know Daniel Daniel Jones is like this stunner, like you know Heinrich Lundqvist, most gorgeous man in sports uh, what he is he is a good looking dude um but i i think that if you look at new york media they will crucify him if he does all the things that he did in san francisco 
Yeah, but if you win some games at the end of the day, they won't. Yeah, listen, care. if you win games, you can go out <laughs> no, with for sure. all the points. I mean, Mark stars. Sanchez was Mark <laughs> exactly. Sanchez wasn't ever like an elite quarterback, yeah, but he, but he got the, the job done. But he, he played, played on a good Jets. team. Yeah. But he played for the Jets. I know he didn't it's play different. For the Giants. I know. But by the, the way, he got them good. to the conference championship game. I mean, I'm like you know, yeah. clearly you you want to win that game and you want to win the uh, championship really quick before we go to break. JJ Watt retiring. Yeah. I, yeah. I really think a lot of uh, players are now are going to kind of take a look at where they are in life, where they are in their career, if they've accomplished everything that they want to. Again, he's 33 years old, still kind of in close to the peak of his career. I mean, still one of the best defensive players. Again, not quite where he was from 2012 to 2015 when he was one of the greatest of all time. First ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt about that. I do we I do think we see more of this though. I think yeah. a lot of players are are, are aware of um, you know concussions and CTE and things like that. Well, and I also think that like you don't need right to yeah. to be on on that pedestal anymore, yeah. right? So um, they're definitely going to be reevaluating their future and stuff like that. They're not from the old school of t- um, of thought like Tom Brady is, yeah. where it's like this is my I don't want to say identity, but and then the other thing is, I mean, the, the amount that you can make doing TV, you know, right. it, it, it it supersedes what you can make, you know, I'm hanging on to be like the second string or third string. I mean, I, I think once once you've had the amazing career that you have. If you can transition, have your own company or do something like that. I think that's the way to go. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by the Sporting Tribune's Fernando Ramirez. Talking about the Chargers making the playoffs when we return on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California. The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. what drives everyone to make the most of every moment we celebrate living large in the now in a city where time disappears we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever we go big we go all night and here everyone is invited so get loose and get loud this is circa you'll have the time of your life This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or a comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circus Sports guest hotline right now and join our good friend, the Sporting Tribune's Fernando Ramirez. Fernando, how are you? Good, Arash. You're like Santa Claus out here giving out tickets to games and stuff. Look at that. Look That's at you. it. Great stocking stuffer. Great stocking stuffer, folks, if you want to <laughs> go to a game. Um, exactly. Fernando, for the first time since 2018, and for, and for the first time with Justin Herbert, for the first time with Brandon Staley, the Chargers are going to the playoffs, and they clinch it before the last game of the year. Um, your thoughts on that? I mean, uh, this was the moment. Again, they, they thought that they would get it a year ago. They clinch it. They don't have to stress the last game of the season. Your thoughts on the Chargers going to the playoffs? Arash is a student that waited until the very last minute <laughs> to clinch grades. 
I think it was uh, it was non-Charger-esque, if you will. Uh, usually the Chargers wait until the last bit, the last minute to really pull things off. This year, it just feels a little, something feels a little bit different. I'm not saying that they're going to make it all the way or, or anything like that, but it just feels a little bit different. It's not the same old Chargers. These guys believe they've held on a rush. Brandon Staley's had to hold off for coaching rumors. The players have had to hold on uh, about, hey, there's going to be change in the offseason. They've held on with injuries to Mike Williams, to Keenan Allen, to Justin Herbert. They've held on, and they've really uh, started to put it together. Now, the impressive part about it, Arash, is the defense. You and I have sat there before, and we shake our heads of the defense and the way the defense has played during the season. These last three weeks, the de- even four weeks, the defense has really put it together. They're not allowing their I think they're only allowing 18% conversions on third down. They've slowed down Tua Tungabailoa and that Miami Dolphins offense. They've slowed down Derrick Henry. Now, the, the Colts don't have anybody that big, but still, they were able to turn, get turnovers, sack the quarterback. They're, eight, they're, they're starting to get a lot of confidence, and hey, you might be getting Joey Bosa back this week, and that's only going to help uh, matters, and it's going to help improve your defense. So, Really an impressive uh, an impressive stretch these last few games. And uh, good for the Chargers to get it done before uh, having to play on a win in your end game. You get it done two weeks before, now you can focus on the Rams, focus on the Broncos, and not have that, that black cloud over your head. Hey, you need to win these games. If not, you're not going to clinch the playoff spot. Your uh, thoughts going into this last game of the season at SoFi Stadium? The game gets flexed out, obviously. I mean, they're, they're not really playing for a ton. What are the Chargers exactly playing for? Is there still seeding that they, they could play for? Yeah, Rush, that, that offense, there, there's something going on with the offense. And I don't know if it's Joe Lombardi. I don't know if it's... Uh, it, it, it's all signs are starting to point that it is Joe Lombardi's play call. That offense in uh, in the third quarter, Arash, has not scored a touchdown since uh, week uh, ten weeks ago against uh, week five against the Cleveland Browns. That should be worrisome to the Chargers. Uh, they're 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 putting up a lot of yards as of late. A lot of yards are being put up, but they're not scoring a lot of points. I know right now they're like tenth or eleventh in the NFL in points scored, uh, twenty two a game. But then you look, Kansas City scoring twenty nine, uh, Cincinnati scoring twenty seven. And I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, the Bills are scoring 28. Those are the three big teams in the in the AFC. You're going to have to put up points against them. In the next two weeks, the Chargers need to put up a lot. They're going to have to put up points. They're going to have to move uh, move the ball up and down and try and, and put it in the end zone and try and fix some of the woes that their offense has because in the last few weeks, it has not looked pretty. And, and, uh, and they need to go back to being able to put up points, especially with they're getting the players back. Their guys are back. Donald Parham's back. Mike is back. Team is back. You need to put the ball in the end zone, and that's what you need to work on. You need to work on trying to score more points and uh, and fix the offensive woes that you have right now. Even if it means reinventing your offense uh, moving forward, if you have to make changes, but they definitely uh, they definitely need to do better on offense moving in these next two weeks before they they head into the postseason. All right, and Fernando, I wanted to say this because in the first segment, I, I don't think Brandon Staley's job is as safe as people think, especially you know with the Rosh mentioning that Sean Payton's, you know, building this all-star staff with Vic Fangio as a defensive coordinator, probably, and, and it's like. By the way, by the way, yeah, Brandon Staley is a descendant, a descendant of the Vic Fangio system, yeah, so this yeah. defense is built 
on the Vic Fangio, uh, out of the Vic Fangio tree. Sorry for interrupting, but just wanted to point that cool. out. Cool, then they can make him the offensive coordinator, you know, and just demote him go. a little bit because <laughs> I don't know about you, Fernando, but for a guy to have 4,200-plus yards on a year and only 21 touchdowns, and I don't know if it's Staley or Lombardi, or, and I think it's probably both of them, the worst red zone uh, offensive play calls I've ever seen in my life, and that's not even an understatement. Correct me if I'm wrong there. No, I mean, I, I'm not going to I'm not gonna go that far. I mean, the worst of my life, I mean, I've seen... <laughs> I've, the Broncos, I've seen, okay, for a team of that of that talent, I shall I shall say. For a team they're of not that as talent. dangerous as other teams, but, I mean, I I understand. Uh, no, no, and I understand where you're going with that, and, and it is kind of, and that's why I said it is worrisome. I mean, moving forward, you cannot have your an offense with so many weapons not putting up points, so... Uh, I, I think it really is Joe Lombardi. I really do think it is Joe Lombardi at this point. I mean, I, I just don't know what else to, where else to go with it. Justin Herbert is the number one quarterback in the NFL and rolling out. They need to do more of that. Get him outside of the pocket. Let him move around. Let him do more things outside of the pocket. That's, I guess that's his bread and butter. He loves moving to the side. He loves throwing it and chugging it down the field. He likes doing different things. I just I don't understand what 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 is kind of stopping them from doing it. I don't know if it's because of the pressure because Justin has been sacked. I think I saw 26 times in the last five weeks. So yeah, that is worrisome. But at the same time, you can't just, uh, you can't just uh, put a ball and chain on this kid. The kid needs to be able to move around, do whatever he wants to do and, and, uh, and play a style of game. So I, if, I mean, I, I do think Brandon Taylor needs to sit down with Joe Lombardi and be like, Hey dude, we, I, I know it's two weeks before the season ends. But we need to do uh, we need to do something because this is not working, and uh, and it really is it, it really is worrisome going into the playoffs. Um, if these guys can, you can't depend on your defense. You have to be able to score points and outscore your opponent um, almost at will. So I, I, I get where you're coming uh, with that. I mean, it, it is worrisome moving forward. Ferdinand, play out uh, the uh, playoff scenarios for us. I mean, let's just say the Chargers win this game. Um, and the favorites win the last Sunday of the season. I mean, who could the Chargers potentially play in the postseason? So right now, it'd either be the Jacksonville Jaguars or the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Now, get this, Arash, the first weekend of the season, if, if everything falls the way it kind of is right now, you could see Lamar Jackson against Trevor Lawrence. Justin Herbert against Joe Burrow and Tua Tagovailoa <laughs> against Patrick Mahomes. Wow! So if that's not prime time the first week, and I don't know what it is. And remember, a certain wide receiver on the Miami Dolphins said, "I am playing with the most accurate quarterback I've ever played with." <laughs> so there's been a lot of trash talking between Miami and well between Tyree Children doing a lot of trash talking on his own. Yeah. So that that would be interesting to watch them play. But the Chargers potentially, if they win out. And Jacksonville maybe uh, loses a game, or, or Tennessee ends up winning the division, whichever one it is. Um, the Chargers can end up playing either Tennessee at Tennessee or at Jacksonville, wow. and moving to the fifth seed. Uh, it just it's going to take Baltimore to lose one more game or two more games, uh, and they could. We don't know what the status is of, of Lamar Jackson. He's not. He hasn't come back. If I was him, to be completely honest with you guys, I wouldn't come back. He has no security. No job security. He has no uh, contract. He's bet on himself. But if I was him, I uh, I wouldn't come back until I have a contract secured. And the problem there is that his mom is his agent, so 
you guys know an mm-hmm. agent is supposed to tell you, Hey, uh, the team loves you, but they, uh, they want to see more from you. Uh, an, an agent is supposed to kind of baby you into that stuff. And I'm sure the bomb's getting told, well, he can't win playoff games. Well, he's running around too much. Well, he gets hurt too much. So, uh, but yeah, those, those are basically the scenarios of Rochester. You play as of right now, you either play Jacksonville or uh, Jacksonville, Tennessee, or Cincinnati. So either one of those, uh, I think I think people would be leaning more towards the Cincinnati game just because you get Joe Burrow and yeah. Justin Herbert on the field together. What an amazing matchup that would be. I mean, two of the kind of hot quarterbacks in this league. I mean, how yep. far can this team go? I and mean, we've kind of talked about this, that that if they can get healthy and they're beginning to get healthy and if they can play together and if they can make the postseason, this is a team that you don't want to play come postseason. Um, yeah. Again, I, I think if you're a Chargers fan, you would prefer, I'm assuming, Jaguars, although like I was at that game when the Jaguars came in and blew them out. Yeah. But I mean, generally speaking, you'd rather go up against a 500 team. Uh, but I mean, how far can this team go? Well, I mean, to be completely honest, Arash, you know I live with a Chargers fan. My brother says, give me Burrow, give me Mahomes, and give me Allen. Let me knock yeah. all three of them out and then go to the Super Bowl. But that's just him being uh, competitive, the competitive nature that my brother is. But uh, but to be honest, Arash, anything can happen, really. It's, and that's what I wrote about yesterday. Once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. You could really go in there. and Because uh, we saw the, the Green Bay Packers do it. When Aaron Rodgers won the Super Bowl, they were the sixth seed. They went all the way and they won it. Um, the the New York Giants did it in uh, 2012, I believe. But what happened with these with those two teams is they got healthy at the right time. Their defense started playing well at the right time, and that's why I kind of get flashes of those two teams when I think about this team. They're starting to get healthy. They could potentially get Joey Bosa back this week. They could get Rashawn Slater back for the Denver game. So. If, uh, I think the sky's the limit, to be honest. Just the offense. If the offense can put it together and they can do exactly what they need, and then they, they need to run the ball a lot better, too, because if you go to Buffalo, you're going to want to run the football uh, more efficiently. You're going to want to not have to rely too heavily on Justin and that arm, because you know Buffalo is going to be crazy weather. Cincinnati, or, uh, Kansas City and Cincinnati are a little bit more calm, uh, usually in, in January, than, uh, than Buffalo, but. They, uh, they, they just, if they can put that offense together, that's going to be, uh, that's going to help them out because their defense playing sky high right now. And I feel like adding Joey is only going to help them get better. And Fernando, I brought this up as well in the first segment. I, you know, it's hard to beat a team three times in one year. We saw what happened to the Niners versus the Rams in the playoffs. Now I don't want you picking between opponents, but would you rather play the Bengals or the Chiefs for a third time, if it comes down to that, in the first in round. the and the opening of the wild card round. Yes, because I think there's I think an the argument Chargers, at, I, about the Chiefs. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, you get to avoid playing Jamar Chase, uh, Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing is that that defense is that defense is going to be. I mean, their their offense is really tough. But at the same time, the uh, the Bengals have lost their right tackle. They've had some problems on the offensive line. The, the, the Patriots were getting almost at will. To, uh, they were getting at, almost at will. They were coming at Joe Burrow. So I guess it's kind of pick your poison. I think they'd rather go against Cincinnati in a sense. Because Cincinnati was hot at one point. I think they kind of cooled down a little. Um, they're not like, they, I mean, they beat the Chiefs, but then they've kind of 
they kind of like that Patriot game was just a little rough, in my opinion, uh, for them. They were lucky to get out of that one, but I mean, I, I guess you you kind of would want to play the Chiefs because the Chiefs aren't playing good football. The Chiefs are another team. I don't think they're playing good football right now. So uh, I mean, I guess it's kind of pick your poison in a sense, but I can see where you're going with that. Yeah, you'd want to play the the uh, the Chiefs, but I think the Chargers are too far ahead of Miami because Miami Tua Tagovailoa is in the concussion protocol, so. Now it's now it's gonna it might be even tougher for them to win in New England this weekend. So I just don't see uh, I just don't see a scenario where um, where the Chargers can drop down to the seventh seed and and do that. I think they're either uh, sixth or fifth seed to be completely honest. Fernando, uh, two of the hottest quarterbacks in the league are playing on Sunday at SoFi Stadium. Justin Herbert, of course, but also Baker Mayfield. I tease, but I'm not. I mean, he's playing pretty well. Your thoughts yeah. on this guy coming in here? I mean, an, an amazing comeback win against Las Vegas. Uh, an amazing performance on Christmas Day, effectively. I mean, like, I mean, the Broncos probably shouldn't have even hopped on that plane to come out here. It was a, a, a joke. Uh, again, they don't have anything to play, but Baker Mayfield clearly is playing for a job next year. Your thoughts on the way he's playing? I, to be honest, Arash, and I know this is gonna this would hit the ego. I would stay with the Rams, man. I, I would do one year. Yeah. Just one year. Sit behind. If if Matthew Stafford does come back, great. If he doesn't, doesn't matter. You stay with the Rams one more year. Give it a year. Even if you're a backup the whole season, learn. Uh, learn what it's like to be a, a coach in the era, a quarterback in the NFL. You have to remember, in college, they're not coaching you anymore, Ross. They're coaching you to win you games. Yeah. That's why they have the pamphlets up, the boards up. They're giving you the plays. They're not letting you decide for yourself, hey, what should I run? Hey, what should I do in this scenario? Oh, my God, it's four down. What should we do? The coaches give you the blueprint for everything in college. In the NFL, you have to learn how to think for yourself. Some of these quarterbacks, that's why you see Zach Wilson, a.k.a. the Manhattan Millfunner, struggling up there uh, in, uh, in New York. That's why you see a lot of these guys struggle because they don't know how to read defense. They don't know how to play quarterback without mommy and daddy guiding you through the through the play. So yeah. I think Baker should stay one year, learn under Sean McVay for a full year, and then go out and decide, okay, maybe I want to be a free agent. Hey, maybe Matthew Stafford retires and, and uh, McVay thinks that you're the guy moving forward. Okay, cool. I'll take over. So that's just my opinion. I think I think no matter what happens, Baker may have to stay one year with the Rams and learn under Sean McVay, learn what it's like to be an NFL quarterback. Here's why I think you're 100% right. I don't know what the status is of Stafford. He says he's not going to retire. He's going to come back and play. At the very least, he's not right. So there is a chance that Stafford could get hurt. Or, by the way, and I hate to say this, but, like, you know, not play well. We've seen what Baker has done. You're 100% right. Play, I mean, have a camp under McVay. Have an offseason under McVay. Stafford's not right. What if he pulls the rug from under you and after training camp, he's like, you know what? I'm not feeling this. I, yeah. camp. I'm good. I'm, I'm out. And, and you know, him and his wife are, are going to sit down. They are going to decide what's going to happen. Well, look, we have Baker Mayfield in our back pocket. Baker could learn so much from oh, yeah. January till August under Sean McVay that he could reinvent himself back as a quarterback. And, hey, right now you're not playing with Cooper Cup. And, hey, we're going to go get you. You don't want Allen Robinson? Okay, we'll go get you somebody else. We'll trade Allen Robinson. Or, hey, you like Allen Robinson? Boom. So 
it, it, things like that. You could really help Baker Mayfield turn his career around, and Baker Mayfield could maybe help turn the the Rams around. All right, Fernando, I ask you this every week, but top five teams in the NFL right now going oh, into shoot. the going into the last two weeks. All right, uh, Eagles, uh, Cincy, Buffalo, Kansas City, and there was another team. Uh, oh, I'll, I, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'll, I'll put. Ah, I don't want to say it, but I have to. I'll put Minnesota as the fifth team just because they keep on putting. They have a they great record. I mean, hey, I mean, I know. Fernando, I, I love it. I love it. Keep keep doubt in the Niners. I love oh, it. Wait, I love wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. I love it. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I completely forgot. Okay, Niners. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I completely forgotten about them. No, Eagles one. Yeah. Uh, I'll go Cincy two. 49ers three, okay, Buffalo There we go. Four. There we go. I like I that. Think right. I, I think you were right from the get-go, Fernando. I, no, I don't no, think no, you no, 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 no. Hey, you're winning with you're winning with Brock Purdy. You're doing something right. Like, man, that that 49ers team is scary. I wouldn't. Heck, no, I wouldn't want to play them at all in this play. Like, they're dangerous. Like, it's they're they're secondary. Their pass rush. Everything about them is dangerous and I wouldn't want to play <laughs> I wouldn't want to play them at all I mean it's they're, they're the scariest team to me to me they're the scariest team in the NFL to be completely honest real quick last two minutes you saw it play out Christmas Day I mean I don't think I've seen a team as dysfunctional really like on the sideline on the field as this Denver Broncos team Hackett gets fired no shock there you you've seen this team up close a couple of times your thoughts yeah. on them I mean, it, it was bound to happen when the defense is the one performing yeah. and the offense isn't. You get frustrated. I mean, it's a team. Remember, it's a group project. When two of the members are slacking off and yeah. two or and not doing their part, and the two or the other two ones are going to get frustrated, and that's basically what's happened. It was a melting pot. And we have to remember, Nathaniel Hackett didn't call plays in, in Green Bay. It was Matt, it was uh, Lafleur. So now I think he goes back to Green Bay. I just don't know who you're going to get to coach these Broncos. I know you're going to need to. They're going to bring an offensive mind in, and for everybody saying, "Oh, it's going to be Sean Payton," it's not going to be Sean Payton. If Vic Fangio is defensive coordinator, he's not going to come back to Denver as a defensive coordinator after he was fired as a head coach. So um, I just yeah. I don't know who you're going to be able to get. Maybe an Eric enemy would help. These guys he deserves out, a chance. Man. I mean, by the way, it's a long time coming, but 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 this is such a dumpster fire, and that contract oh for Will Ryan. Ryan is just, oh, do you want oh, to yeah. be involved in that mess? No, no. It'd be, uh, well, I don't, Ryan. I, and I don't know. Maybe he wants to take on this project, yeah, but to but, me, Russell Wilson, if he had any opportunity at the Hall of Fame, it's kicked out of the way. I know. What, what's happened this year oh, in Denver, it's, I think, has really um, kicked him out of uh, a shame. Hall of Fame contention. And I think he's D-O-N-E. I think he's yeah, done. I, yeah. I, I really don't see Hopefully. him doing much or being able to help himself uh, moving forward. I just think I, his, his timer as a quarterback is off. Yeah. Uh, Fernando, you're the best. I'll see you on Sunday. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is... Arash Markazi saying, stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E. 
AV on YouTube.